Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Business Over Breakfast. My name is Ben Barber. And my name is Lori Chitari. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Lori. Uh, you and our guest were both jamming out to the to the intro song um, backstage, I could see. Oh, that's the, awesome. Both of you were like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, start to the day. I like. How the are you today? I, I'm I'm good. I'm a little like I, I we were. I was saying it's so beautiful out. Um, one of my one of my bucket list things is to get up and get outside every day. And it, it really this we cannot beat this weather in New England. I mean, really, it's perfection. It's a little cold. It's a little it's cold. A little cold. I just came in from a walk myself and um I still I still have the the sweatshirt on because it's it was it was very cold. Yeah. But um I did I turned my heat on last night. And wow. I usually say no heat till trick or treat, but I didn't make it. <laughs> so so All right. do, you to, do you want to bring Natalie on today? Absolutely. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes. Um, Natalie is from Insperity, and I met Natalie through the Providence Chamber of Commerce meeting, which we both attended. And we we just started talking. One of the things that we do on Business Over Breakfast is bring on people that are supporting lots of other businesses on Tuesday morning. So let's bring Natalie on and really get a sense of what it means to be a representative in the HR world. Welcome, Natalie. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. I um, I know that one of your, so I was saying one of my goals is to wake up in the morning and get outside quickly, which I, I have yet to accomplish. Um, I go in little spurts, you know, I can do like two weeks or, but I, I know that one of your goals was to really use your voice and and the work that you're doing to get yourself out there and really start talking to people about what it means to work in HR and um, and how they can approach this business. So welcome so much. Welcome. It's great to have you. <laughs> yes, thank you. This is one of my bucket lists. I love talking about what we do and how we help businesses. And I've been looking to do more speaking, so I'm so excited to be speaking with you two today. Yeah, it's great. So one of the things I was thinking about, and we'll just jump right in, was, um, well, first, let us let us just, um, I'd love to just give you an opportunity to tell us who you are and what your business does and what your background is. Sure. So my name is Natalie Delmage. I live here in Rhode Island, although I am not technically a Rhode Islander because I didn't grow up here. So my husband tells me that I'll never be a true Rhode Islander since I grew up in the Midwest. But here we are. We love it. We live in Bristol. And I recently joined a company called Insperity. And it's something I'm really excited about. So our mission is to help small to medium-sized businesses succeed so that communities prosper. And we do that by being advisors in the community, reaching out to our networks, which is how Lori and I met, as she mentioned, and really starting conversations about the HR function of the business. So in a lot of small businesses, it's the business owner, it's perhaps their spouse, the finance person, one of the key people that tend to be um, taking on the HR function and and putting out fires and and really trying to 
build the culture and take care of the employees, but that takes them away from the function of the business that's really their um, their key skill set, what they bring to the mission, how they deliver their products and services. So what we do is come in alongside you and help to relieve those burdens, also create some great cost containment around the larger uh, line items that you're facing. And really, we are a strategic partner, everything related to having your employees. I love that. That's really great. Boy, you got center stage. <laughs> you got an in. You got an in with the producer. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much. Oh, Ben, you're muted. I know I'm muted. Oh, um, <laughs> oh okay. Uh, HR is a pretty thankless job um, most of the time. Um, how long have you been doing it? So I've been in this role since December. It's something that I, um, I'm not in HR specifically. So what I'm in is business development and I help you connect with the HR people that you need. But I agree with you. HR is so often a thankless job. And that's because a lot of what HR is, is behind the scenes and really protecting the business, right? You're making sure that you're doing everything properly. You're taking care of compliance. You're putting out fires that other people aren't privy to. So it can definitely be a very thankless job and one that can be quite lonely, particularly if you're also, you know, a key person in the business trying to do everything else at the same time. What do you, so what do you think um, HR managers or HR departments or even people in your business need to focus on in terms of like that value and the confidence that a business needs to, to work, you know, in partnership with an HR group? Yeah, so I think that a lot of HR in the day-to-day function of the business is very tactical. You're taking care of specific tasks. You're answering specific problems or challenges. And what I love is when we're able to relieve that burden and you focus more on the strategic part of HR, which is what makes people want to come to work every day, what makes them want to stay with you, which is so important right now as we're facing this great recession that they're calling it, where people don't feel tied to their employers and they might be looking elsewhere. So we like to, to come in and relieve the burdens and talk to you more about strategy, about culture, um, about how you take care of people, not just employ them, but take care of them as well. So I think those kinds of conversations are what really get me going in the morning and what make it really exciting to be in this space right now. That's really cool. I know um, Brene Brown says, you know, culture, the, the easy definition for culture is the way we do things around here. <laughs> So what do you think is um, is important in building um, a great business culture? Well, our CEO likes to say that you either have culture by default or culture by design. And I think it's so true. If you're just doing culture the way you've always done culture, then probably by default. But I think that if you're really um, thoughtful about your people and um, you want to take care of them in a way that takes into account, for instance, mental health has been a really big topic of conversation um, as everyone's been dealing with the pandemic and the uncertainty. And, you know, we faced it in our own house yesterday. Our son needed to be home from school. And now you're scrambling, um, you know, to make sure that you have coverage for the kids. Um, maybe you're ill yourself and trying to take care of projects. So mental health is a big one for sure. Um, and that can come through in um, your benefits package. One thing that we have is called an employee assistance program, an EAP. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but the idea behind an EAP is to provide stri- um, some real um, 
I don't want to say handholding, but just extra assistance to your employees. So they're able to reach out to counselors or therapists if they're looking for that. They're able to get assistance in their financial side of their lives. So some of the things that might be weighing on them and um, that they're definitely bringing with them to work. Um, so we're really proud of our EAP. I know some uh, benefits packages offer them, some are richer than others, but it's something that I think is really relevant right now. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I think, you know, the, it's an interesting time. I've, I heard someone say once that like, uh, 99% of business is actually HR because it's, it's, you know, if you're running a business, if you're not a solo, a true solo entrepreneur where you're the only person that is your business, then you're in the business of people and, you know, you need, you need the, your employees and you need them to, um, to, to, to be there and to manage that well and to make sure that they're happy. And right now with this, um, with, with the, with these times that we're in, uh, and so many people, um, resigning from jobs, so many people saying, no, I'm not going back into the office. So many people, you know, um, we've sort of jokingly used the word bucket list uh, several times um, already in this episode and before we got on when you when the three of us were just talking. But so many people in the workforce in the last year and a half have gone, oh, I don't want to do what I was doing anymore. Life is short and I have a dream or I have uh, another possibility or there are other jobs open in other areas and I can take that and then spend time, more time with my family, you know, and, um, and, and this, this idea of both getting employees and retention is so top of mind right now because it's never been more important, um, the how to and the why and, and things like having having uh, having those packages where you're yeah. where you're talking about mental health, where you're okay with that, where you're giving them uh, access to people that can help them both in that way and in financial ways. That's that's amazing. And I I think that and we've all probably worked in organizations where owners are like, oh, this is you know it's about the bottom line, or we have to focus on you know just get your work done and that kind of stuff. But I think that most employers now are really trying to find that that great balance so that people feel like they they can serve the employer get the work done enjoy the work but also have that life balance i mean like when your kids are home uh, i'll tell you i used to work in a big law firm many years ago and this and i did litigation i was a research and writer for litigation attorneys and another paralegal um i was a paralegal colleague of mine had a young child who had a lot of physical issues going on and she had to leave often and they were like if you leave one more time you're fired you know and she got fired and that was in the 80s okay so but that was, that was like, the culture was like, you, you're at work, you're not doing anything else. Now our culture is like, you're at work, you're in this place and, oh, you can throw a load of laundry in and take a quick break and get other, you know, like we're so good at multitasking and making sure that we tend to our work. Um, Which is a blessing and a curse, right, Lori? So you're in your home, right? Yeah. 
um, that you're not really leaving work, right? I read an article yesterday about how the overtime that people are working right now is substantially more than it was previously. And some people feel very, very resentful about that. And I think that's a piece of culture that's really important to get right, that you have conversations with people as people, right? Mm -hmm. We like to put the human back in human resources. And I do think that many business problems have HR solutions. I love what you said, Ben, about how as soon as you have an employee, you're in the business of HR, as well as whatever it is that you do for the core function of your business. And so I think what we're seeing now is an opening up and um, and we're, we're overcoming some of those paradigms that had been in place. But we have to make sure that we're doing it in a way that is... Um, good for the business and good for the people. So it, it, it's a really tough line sometimes to make sure that while your people have that flexibility, because if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that you can trust your people to get their job done in a remote working situation. I mean, yeah. productivity was really impressive, but we need to remember, um, even individually, to go home, right? Yeah. To turn off the computer right. and, and be present. Yeah. What do you, so when a business comes to you and says, we used to all come together in an office every day, all day, all during the work week. Um, what are the, so you're, you're speaking to other businesses right now. So what, what are some things that the businesses can think about as they know that their employees need, you know, we need to expand that box of what it looks like to be an employee. Um, and how to how to allow the expansion for both both the employer and the employee like what yeah. would you advise a business so every business is different right so we have to think very carefully about what it is that your people are doing so if you're in manufacturing and you need them on the floor that's one yeah. situation if you're um, de- delivering a product and you need someone in the warehouse to be loading your trucks and to be driving them, that's another situation. If you're someone like us where you're, it's more of an office work situation, then you have, a, you know, even more variables that come into play. So I think it's really important to think carefully about the actual function of the work and what that means and not just from a physical perspective. So we talked about, you know, having a child with special needs or extra, extra needs. Um, that's something where the parent might be really needed during the daytime hours. So is that person's work something that they can accomplish on a different schedule? Maybe it's not nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think also we need to remember the importance of the collaboration that really happens in person, right? And that might be in person over Zoom. That might be in person a few days a week in your office our team is trying to be very strategic about when we go in the office. So we're in a field-based position, which means we're talking to people all day long. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can do it in person. Sometimes it's through the camera, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But we try to make sure that when our team is in the office, everybody knows, okay, John's in the office on Thursday. Let's go in on Thursday because that's when we can really come together in a way that's meaningful for us and do a lot of collaborative work. So So there's a lot of planning involved. Or a lot of, it's almost like you're, you're creating like this new, um, like task or skill with your, with your boss in terms of planning and what needs to be delivered. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important for everyone to be on the same page. Um, but like you said, you sometimes you're managing up, 
You know, sometimes you're you're creating that culture as the, you know, the line employee, not the leadership. Yeah, that's really interesting. All right, I have a question for you now that we're thinking of this. So I want I want your honest opinion, okay? And Uh-oh. I'm going to grab this thing over here. So one of the things that I used to do at Schneider Electric was I, I created a training called Communicating for Leadership Success. And it was, it was when an individual contributor became a manager of people and how the whole mindset needed to change. And so one of the things that I, I created there and use now, this is, I really want to like your input is to create like a goal sheet for deliverables. Let's see if we can do this. And so we create smart goal setting worksheet. So mm-hmm. that way we all have an understanding of like what everybody else is doing, what's coming down the pike. So I, it's hard to read, right? So we do those smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. And then we outline five goals for the week and what, what our deliverables are. So basically it's, um, how we, how we plan our week. Um, So I, I love your, I love your input in terms of, you know, do you think that this is helpful for a team that rarely comes together? I mean, we're, we have a lot of things going on. We're dealing with different clients. I'm just curious. I I'd love to just hear your input on that. Yeah, absolutely. I actually really like that. I think that smart goals, what's great about them is they're something that is, um, more of a bite size, right? So you're going to take that bucket list item that we've been talking about our bucket list and you're going to say, all right, today I'm just going to step outside while I have my coffee done. And I, and I love that. And I think that what's really great about what you're doing with that worksheet and that kind of planning is it's super transparent, especially in these days when everything is remote and you feel a little bit disconnected, you're not sure necessarily what other people are doing. And I think particularly when you have someone coming into a new role where you need them to be leading other people, having that kind of um, visibility and accountability and being able to work through steps that come to fruition can be really beneficial for everybody. I love it. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. You made me happy because I think it's, I think it's hard to make sure that everybody feels like they can just go about their work, you know, when I was at Schneider Electric, it's a huge global corporation. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to have a call at 7 p.m. or 9 p.m. or 5 in the morning because you're working with teams all over the world. And so in that sense, it was it was easy to say, yeah, the goal is just get your work done and make it fabulous. But in, in other environments, uh, I don't think that that, um, you know, that, is always so present. I'm thinking about some of the other episodes that I was watching uh, in preparation for this morning. And, you know, some of your makers, right, the people who are creatives who are creating products that are being sold on uh, your website uh, and in the marketplace, they're working through very specific steps to accomplish their product. And I think once you've established what the process is, it can be, you know, very meaningful to work through. But sometimes when you have a less tangible job, um, it can be a little bit harder to even know where to begin and then to get to the end of the day and say, what did we accomplish today? You know, so I, I do think that that kind of accountability um, 
is super relevant in a remote situation. Yeah. How would you advise, um, I know I keep asking you for advice, but I just, I guess I'm just thinking that you're, you're talking to so many businesses right now. And so of course we send our business over breakfast, um, video out to over 2000 businesses every week. And so I'm just curious about, um, if a business hasn't been thinking about HR and they're just busy in the work that they do and they're just trying to wrangle, like, let's just get this done that, you know, and where are my people and mm-hmm. you know, how, I guess, what would be like the top three things that a business um, could step into in terms of, of thinking about, you know, what's my refresh around HR? Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't know if I have a top three, but I think the top one is just to be thinking about it and talking about it, right? Because you're not necessarily focused on it when you're wrangling all of those things and just slogging through the day. And first of all, if that's where you are, then we should have a conversation um, because we can help. You know, that's 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 what we're here to do. And it might not mean that you would come on board as a client of Insparities, but I'm really tasked to go out and start conversations about HR so that people are thinking about it. Because once it's something that's top of mind, it becomes that much easier and that much more um, feasible to start making changes. If you haven't, um, if you haven't reviewed policies, if you don't even have policies in place around hiring, onboarding, discipline, um, God forbid you have to terminate an employee, you want to make sure you're doing all of those things properly, that's probably a red flag. Um, if you haven't reevaluated your vendor relationships with things like payroll, benefits, workers' comp, your insurances, that's probably a red flag because tends to be get into a relationship and you keep it going. Maybe there's a better way to do things. Um, and if you are, you know, if you are an owner or a finance person, someone who's taking on that HR function, if you stop and realize how much it's taking you away from actually um, doing your business and growing your business, that's a really big red flag. And that's when we like to have those introductory conversations, which are really exploratory to say, what are you doing now that you haven't even thought about? And, you know, can we help you? Can we put you in touch with someone who could be a better partner? Are we the solution that could help take this off your shoulders? And really um, just sort of establishing sort of a baseline of understanding within the business community, what it is that you're doing today and what we could help you do better. I love that. I, I guess uh, let's break it down a little bit more and say for our business owners, what is HR? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we hear about it, but like, what is HR? So HR is everything related to your people. That can mm-hmm. be compliance with federal and state regulations. If you're moving into a new geography, you're going to have a whole new set of things to take into consideration. It can be as basic as the things you need to be posting in your workplace, um, things you need to be sure that you're verifying, like I-9s. Are your employees authorized to work here? And if not, what kind of exposure is your business facing? It's all the tactical pieces that I mentioned before, payroll, benefits, workers' comp, employment practice liability, lots of pieces where you're spending dollars on your employees above and beyond what you're spending for them on payroll. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you know an expense within the business. It's everything related to keeping employees happy, disciplining them when something's not going well, putting plans in place to make sure they're trained if there's a new skill you're asking them to do. 
It's everything related to hiring and onboarding and putting in place promotions and building new teams. Um, so really, you know, as Ben and I had said earlier, as soon as you have an employee, you have your business and you have the business of the employees. And so that's really two businesses in one, which is really why Insperity exists. So our founder, who's still our CEO today, um, he had a, a small business and he was a serial entrepreneur and he thought for sure out in the marketplace, there's a solution to help me because I have too many hats to wear. And there really wasn't. So he pioneered mm-hmm. this industry that we're in now that we're really excited to say that, you know, we think we do it really well. But we're not the only ones who do it. People saw that the solution was necessary and, and came on board and are offering similar services. So we're really excited to be pioneers in this industry to help with all these other sides of the business. Yeah, I think that's great. Ben, you ready for this? We got, we need HR, right? We need. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, there's, uh, one thing that I think that, that I think, um, happens a lot that I've seen throughout my entire life is, uh, with, with every employer, almost every employer, not every, but almost every employer that I've ever worked with, especially when I was younger. Uh, you know, so old. <laughs> yes, I'm very old now. Um, so, all right, Lori. Yes. When when you worked, I'm old. <laughs> when you worked at no no no. Okay. When no. you worked at your your first job as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you care as much about that job as the owner of that business did? Oh, definitely not. All I cared right. about was getting my four hours in and getting out. <laughs> I was a but bathroom, at the grocery store. But, but there's a really good chance that your employer was like, these kids should care more about this business, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. As, like employers, uh, like a stupidly overwhelming majority of the time have this weird feeling that they definitely didn't have when they were not the employer. When they were the employee, right. they did not, they did not have the same level of care for the business that they were working in. But once it's theirs, all of a sudden, like you, you have this feeling of like, my, my employees should, should care about this. They should care about what's, what's yeah. happening. And, and like they do, but they shouldn't care as much as you do. You own the business. They yeah. don't have the same yeah. equity that you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't have the same. If, Wait. if everything goes really well, Lori, you'll come back in a second. Don't worry about it. If they, if everything goes really well for them, they don't have the reward that you have at the end, you know? Yeah. Um, someone, is- someone once said to me um, many years ago, it's like your, your employees are either owners or renters. And you can, you can look at your employees and know which ones are owners, not because they're actual owners, but because they, they take pride in their work and the business and, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, I always, I always thought that was interesting because it goes back to culture, right? I mean, like if you're, I worked in an office where people were so messy and I was always like running around, like, like clean the kitchen, do this, you know? And I thought this is workplace pride, like love where you are. And, and it was probably the first time I thought, I, I can't believe people don't really like care about where they are. Um, but I would say that those those were the renters, um, and so I, I don't know if that's a bad way to look at it. But I think it's a very clear way to look at it. I think anybody would understand exactly what you're saying, um, and I think that you want your employees to care more than they do today, 
you're not going to get every employee to be an owner. Not everyone is going to come to work and really take pride in it. And you recognize that in their performance and perhaps you reward them in a comparable way. Um, you might be able to incentivize them to, to take more pride, to do more. But not everybody's, you know, motivated by money. Not everybody's a hundred percent on the job. So the idea is to say, okay, where are you now? Where are your A players now? And where are the B players? And maybe the C players. And how can we get the B and C players to be incrementally better so that we ultimately have more A performance? Yeah. And, yeah. We don't go that far down the bench, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you said earlier, where you said that you guys need HR, right? I think everyone needs HR. And one of the things that I hear a lot that just I'm trying to help people overcome the thinking is, oh, we're too small. We don't need you. And Okay, if you feel that way. Um, but I think it's always worth exploring. I mean, we have clients typically around five employees is when it starts to make sense to come into this kind of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you talk to someone who has 20 or 40 or 50 and they say, oh, we're a small business. Yes, you are. But you're at flexion points in the business when HR is actually pretty complicated and you might be exposing your business to some risk that you don't even know about because nothing's happened yet. You know, we, we like to have the conversation before you're in crisis mode, before there's, you know, some legal action or some egregious situation. And so no one is too small to be exploring how they do HR within their business. It's something that we're really trying to, to drive home here in Rhode Island, where everyone has a small business. You know, know. you should be thinking. Oh, that. What is it, Ben? 98% of the businesses yeah. in Rhode Island are like pretty small. Yeah. Yep. So we're like this huge state of entrepreneurs. That, Which I love about us. Yeah, I do too. Obviously we do. We support all of it. I'm not a fan. You're not a fan? <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I know. I, but the thing is, once you start, um, again, it's the mindset. Can I, do I, do I work well at home? Do I work better in the office? But from on the, on the higher level, it's, do I want to be an entrepreneur? Do I want to be an employee? Very mm -hmm. different mindsets around that. And, um, you know, if, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to think about here. I think we need to talk after the show. <laughs> all sorts of questions, but I can't like, I, I can't really put it out, but I, I do think it is a super important thing that small businesses particularly don't think about because they start from the heart. They start right. with like what, you know, like the makers, what do I want to create? What skills do I have? What can I offer to the community and, and actually make money doing? And so it's, um, it's not something that you think about initially, but anyway, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I think we've, we've got a lot of great messages here. Um, ben, do you have any last words here? Last questions? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you so much. And, and obviously how can people uh, find out more about Insperity? Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of educational content that Insperity provides regularly. So if you want to check out my LinkedIn, um, I'm Natalie Hulsey Delmage on LinkedIn. I post there, I don't know, four or five times a week, some of it from us, some of it from other sources. Um, and so it can be a great way to sort of softly think about these issues that we're talking about right now. And all of my contact details are in my profile. Awesome. And I know that the website is insperity.com. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
I-N-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y. It's like inspire and prosperity together. I love it. I love it. I love um, it. Thank you so much, and uh, you. hopefully yeah. you'll come back and uh, and and we can uh, send you a barrage of more questions another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or maybe maybe uh, let's have you back on in in a few months, and we'll ask people to send in their HR questions. That that sounds like a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I would love that. Awesome. All right. Bye. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Natalie. Bye. Bye. Well, she was amazing. I know. I I really am impressed. Like the the whole HR thing for me is, I think about it in a big organization. But mm-hmm. as you know, as the business grows and as we keep doing what we're doing, I know that it's a need that we we need to think about. And this idea of making sure that you know you're creating. I, I I can do communications, but all the other stuff about making sure that it's like you don't know what you don't know. And so you have to go to the experts. I always say we have Absolutely. accountants, we have lawyers, because there are things that we just don't know and we can't anticipate. Uh, my my business currently is one of my businesses currently is just me and my best friend. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we need HR because, <laughs> um, you know. He's terrible at his job, and I don't know how to discipline him. Um, honestly, uh, oh, just put him no. in time out. That'll that'll work. <laughs> yes, the six year old, the six year old is my business partner facing the wall. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so something that I thought was interesting. Um, what during the and this is the last this is the last thing I'll cover. Uh, something that I thought was really interesting during the conversation of in office versus uh, Zoom, and like what you can do in both. Um, so the person that I work with the most, I also live with, uh, and we have two offices. Yeah. And we have two offices in the house and, and whatever. Um, and, uh, when we would work together, um, you know, I have my office down here and if he had to, to come work here, he would come and like sit on the couch and I'd sit in the chair and we'd talk. Or if I went up to his room, if he was editing something, I would go up and then he has two chairs, uh, you know, and, um, and we had a, a COVID case in the house at the beginning of October. Um, so we all had to zoom a lot because we were all in separate. He was locked in his office and I was locked in this room and, um, and his fiance was in, was in the bedroom and, uh, upstairs. And, um, so we were zooming a lot and we were like, we were working on zoom and we were like, you know what, when this is over, we should still work on zoom anyway, because Mm. you're at your desk and I'm at my desk and we don't have to be, you know, we don't have to go to the kitchen table. We don't have to go to the living room. One of us doesn't have to be on our laptop on a, on a side table. Like it's just as normal. It's just as natural as the free flowing conversation. And all of our stuff is right here. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really, so like it works, you know, everybody's different, but it worked for us. Yeah. In the same house, like in the same, you know, so like that was great because we were able to ask each other like direct questions like, Hey, am I supposed to keep this file or or delete it? Or, you know, what's the, how do you want this edited? No, that's a, that's a, that's not as good of a tagline. Use this. So, you know, that was very interesting to me um, that even even being in the same location. I, I, I think in, in our home, it would be 
my my idea would be to have an intercom <laughs> because probably ten times a day I I this is not a good cultural practice, but I turn around and just scream up the stair like, hey, what do you think about this? And 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 then of course like we end up meeting in the middle somewhere to have a conversation. Yep. And yep. so it's um yeah, if I could just say, so I'm working on this. What do you think? You know, I, I would love that. And that just, I know that's like old school, but I, I do get zoomed out at the end of some days because it's just, I, I just can't, I need to move around and talk to people. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, and, and, uh, and I think that there's like room and flexibility for all of those things. Um, and yeah. we can, you know, we can at any point go see each other and that's, and that's really nice. And, um, I was like, would we have done this? We would do this anywhere. Like if we weren't together, we would mm-hmm. be doing this. But if we are together, we're in separate offices. If we were in an office building. I would still think that this would make sense right. um, because we both are. And, and because we're both doing creative jobs yeah. where we need our equipment in front of us. Um, so, so that lends itself more to that. It's not, yeah, for you sure. know, uh, having just meeting in the middle and having a conversation isn't yeah. as practical as having the conversation while you're actually doing it with the thing in front of you, which which is that everybody is different. Like Natalie said, you know, every so- business is different. Every business needs different things. Yeah, um, every person needs different things inside of a business because yeah, ninety eight percent of business is HR. Once you have one employee, um, and uh, it's, it's you know you're in the you're in the business of people. Uh, and and there's what a, works for a great everybody. Book. Yeah, there's a great book. I don't know if I have, it's called, I think, Crucial Conversations for, for personal and business. But it's, um, it's a great book about how to approach these conversations that might be hard for, for employers or leaders. It's really around leadership, but leadership in your life as well. So I um, think that's wonderful. Uh, Crucial Conversations. I need to either. I need to either buy that book or I need to hire Natalie so that she can fire Dave for me. Oh, all right. All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's on camera, Ben. <laughs> he's not watching. There's no way. He's say, watching. Wait, do we have comments coming in right now? There's no way. Always great there's there's you, no ben. way he's watching. Remember how I always say, um, you know, post things, even if you, even if you think that it's like not, on topic and on whatever for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted right before we, right before we came on. So the majority of my, of my social posts are, are business related or, um, or like personal, like, uh, mental health and, and stuff related. Right. Um, so I posted, uh, I got this really stupid, silly idea uh, while I was walking and it was freezing out this morning of, because I thought, um, if I'm doing something every Sunday, then that's 52 Sundays a year, which is not 12 months. That's 13 months. Why are there not 13 months in a year? And I thought about this for five minutes on my walk. And I was like, I'm going to talk about that for a minute. Why are there not 13 months, 13 months, 28 days, that's 364 days. Make New Year's Day unincorporated territory. Make it the Washington DC of days. Of the calendar. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't belong to anything. And every year, every four years, uh, 
New Year's is followed immediately by Leap Day. And uh, and I posted that, and it's the most traction that I've ever gotten on a reel. Uh, while while this while this show went on, it went from uh, actually in the last three minutes, it went from one thousand views to five thousand three hundred and twenty nine views. Oh my goodness! On, on Instagram, Ooh. but but this is but this is this is why it's important. Because it's a silly video, right? That had nothing to do with my business, nothing to do with my brand, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Out of those 5,000 people, I have gotten an extra 80 followers. Because I made a joke video about something else. Those, Some of those people are now commenting on my yeah. posts about business and my put. So, like, don't... Don't judge what you think people will react to. Put out what you want to put out. And that goes straight to back to the culture. And the culture needs to be authentic. Amen. All right. Let's uh let's let's end this puppy. Uh you want to end it or me? You can end it. You're the best. I disagree, but thank you very much. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on Business Over Breakfast. If you have a small business or you know somebody who has a small business or you love a small business, that's everyone, by the way. We all know people who own small businesses. We all know people who we all love small businesses. It's all of us. If you know somebody that has a small business in Rhode Island, Go to shoplocalroadisland.com. Encourage them to get on shoplocalroadisland.com. They can be on the directory for free. Or if you have products or goods or services, uh, you can get those on there as well. You can sell them. It's incredibly efficient. Uh, it's When you think of online shopping, obviously we all think of the, the, those businesses that shall not be named and, you know, spend, spend all of the money that they save on not paying people well to, to, to shoot their bosses up into space. So this is all of the convenience and none of the guilt. Go to shoplocalroadisland.com. Encourage your friends that own small businesses to put their products on shoplocalroadisland.com so that you can order things online from Rhode Island businesses, get them delivered from Rhode Island businesses, help the Rhode Island economy, help your neighbors, help your friends, kids, soccer team have jerseys because the deli down the street was able to survive because the, the, the homemade jewelry shop was able to survive and they were able to help your community and give more jobs and do all of that stuff. That is the goal of everyone right now. And, uh, and that is what Shop Local Rhode Island is about. So please, um, encourage people to do it. Uh, the people at Visual Thrive are amazing. They do not take a single percentage of any of the sales. It's a very small monthly, uh, fee, monthly maintenance fee, et cetera, um, to, to, to run Shop Local Rhode Island and to put your products on there. And then they don't take a cut, which is again, unheard of. All of the convenience, none of the guilt. And we'll be back next week on Business Over Breakfast and, intermittently on the local look which is just tiny bite-sized uh videos where we help promote local businesses um like the incredible one that we did today thank you very much see you next week